Welcome to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Rabbi Mendy. Shavua Tov, Agutavach. Thanks for joining us on Sunday Schmooze. It's nice to be back after a beautiful, chaotic, and unbelievable holiday season. You know, the Yiddish saying for the day, which was said over and over yesterday in Shul, it's the Shabbos, the first Shabbos when we read the portion of the, the first portion of the Torah, the portion of Bereshis. And the Yiddish saying that went over and over, brought to you by Kate's Financial Services, is Vi Mishteltzechavek, Shabbos Bereshis, Azei Gate Agansiar. There's no point in me saying it slower, but I'll say it in English. How we set ourselves up on this Shabbos, the Shabbos of Bereshis, the Shabbos when we read the Torah portion which begins with the word Bereshis, is the way it's going to go the entire year. Bereshis in the beginning, when God created everything, first there was you know, chaos, and then there was everything. Everything we have came after the chaos. You know, There was once a surgeon, an engineer, and a politician were arguing about which profession was oldest. And they said, you know, let's look in the Torah. Let's look in the Bible and see... Which one came first? So the surgeon argued, we know that God created Eve from a side of Adam. There was a surgery. He put him to sleep. There was a, an, an, obviously an anesthesiologist and a surgeon there. So the surgeon said, obviously I'm the oldest profession. So then she said, no, 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 no. Forget about that. Before even Adam and Eve, before life began, we're told that there was complete chaos. So it took an engineer to create some semblance of order from the chaos. So, engineering is even older than surgery. But, the politician chirped in triumphantly, who do you think created the chaos? Bada boom. So, Shabbos Bereshis, the way we set ourselves up, is the way it went. And I got to tell you, you know, after such an amazing holiday season, Shabbos didn't let us down. People who came to Shul, we celebrated together. We sang the songs of the holidays together. Even on this last Shabbos of 
the holiday season or the first Shabbos of the regular year. The regular mundane year began yesterday with the first Shabbos, or as we might know it, it's called Shabbos Bereshis. It's the Shabbos of the beginning. Just like God created the world in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. This is the beginning of the year. And we made it through the month of the holidays. We not only survive, we actually thrived this holiday season. It was an exhilarating marathon of serious and somber moments, as well as the exhilarating and joyous moments. The serious moments, such as the sounding of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, when we called out all together, Shema Yisrael, at the end of Yom Kippur, and the joyous moments, such as entering the sukkah, to the beautiful weather on the first night of sukkahs, we had almost beautiful weather the whole sukkahs. We had a couple of cool nights, and one really rainy night, but we didn't have a public sukkah that night. And then, to the exhilarating, dancing the night away on Simchas Torah last Monday night and Tuesday. We had the opportunity to have so many different feelings over this last four weeks. We had the opportunity to be reflective, introspective, hopeful, confident, fulfilled, thrilled, feeling of celebration, and of course, the feeling of being exhausted. But now what? You know, when's the next biblical holiday? Next biblical holiday, you might say is, you know, Pesach. Pesach is six months away. Even Hanukkah. Hanukkah is about two months away. So we had all this inspiration over this last month, but how are we going to maintain that inspiration of this holiday month throughout the year? So there are a number of solutions. And here's two of them. And one will feed off the other. The first solution is we have to view the holiday month as a shopping spree. Some of you who were here on Shabbos got to see that Khani had a, a, a suitcase, a little suitcase she made it in her first grade class, which was filled with all of the things, that, that, you know, the basket filled with the the, the, the experiences that we talked about, the moments, the various different feelings and moments that we had over the course of the month. And they're all filled into that, into that suitcase, into that basket. And I know, you know, when you go on a shopping spree, many in this audience will disagree with me because some people believe that shopping is an end in itself. But I disagree with that. Shopping is not an end unto itself. There's a point where you leave them all you walk to the car and you drive home with a full trunk of uh, merchandise. And once we arrive home, we unpack the bags. And we begin to enjoy the things that we purchased. The same is true with holiday inspiration. You take your pack, you take your suitcase, and we have to unpack our packages. This is a time, following Shabbos Bereshis, the time to start unpacking and using all of the experience that we had over the last month and use them throughout the year. 
And the second part of this is that we have to turn our focus to this new start of the Torah cycle. The cycle, it's not a coincidence that the cycle begins right after the inspiration of the holidays. We don't start the first portion of the Torah before Rosh Hashanah or at Rosh Hashanah. We have all the inspiration that happens over the course of the month. And then we're enthusiastic about Judaism. We're excited about our connection to God. We want to learn more about how to nurture that connection and enters the Torah. We now have a renewed passion and we can dive deeply into the weekly Torah portion, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, and to take from it some inspiration. We can always look for new angles. I explained that the reason we celebrate holidays every single year you think it's monotonous. Every year you pay Passover. Every year is Shavuos. Every year is Sukkot. Every year Hanukkah. Over and over again. We light the candles. We eat the matzah. We, we eat the, the, the cheesecake. It almost seems like it's just one big merry-go-round going around and around with no you know, beginning, no end. But the real truth is we have to look at our years as a spiral staircase. And every year as we start over again and every year when we come to a holiday we're moving up one more level. Yes, we're doing Passover again. Yes, we're doing Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkah and Torah and Shabbos Bereshit again and we start reading the portions again. But it's a whole new thing. It's not the same as last year. You know the story with a guy sitting in a bar 10 o'clock at night and this guy sitting next to him and they're watching the news, the 10 o'clock news. And on the 10 o'clock news, they see a guy, there's a story, a guy on top of a, a bridge and he's getting ready to jump. And the news reporter is going on, oh, he's up on top of the bridge. And the guy, one guy sitting there says to the other guy, I'll bet you $10 that the guy is not going to jump. So the guy says, okay, I'll bet you $10 he is going to jump. Anyway, they're watching. And indeed, the guy jumps jumps off the bridge. So the other guy feels really bad. He takes out 10 bucks and he pays the guy he made the bet with. And the first guy says, well, I'll tell you the truth, you know, I, uh, I I shouldn't take the $10 from you. He says, why not? He says, because I already watched the 5 o'clock news and I saw that the guy jumped. So the other guy says, yeah, I also watched the 5 o'clock news, but I didn't think he would jump again. So when we, when we read the Torah again, it's not the same thing. It's not the 5 o'clock news being repeated at 10 o'clock. It's a whole new discovery. We find new angles that we didn't previously uncover. We can discover new layers of Torah interpretation that captures our interests and keeps us zoned in. The first Chabad Rebbe, the Alt Rebbe, would call this Leben mit der Zeit, another Yiddish for word, sentence for the day, the other Yiddish term for the day. Leben mit der Zeit, living with the times. Each week we read the news of the week. The word news means that it's something new. When you're reading the Torah portion, it's news to us. It's got to be fresh and relevant. It leaves us hungry for more and more. And that's how we take on this year with resolutions to study more Torah. We're going to start our Torah studies, weekly Torah studies class again 
and we invite you to join us. As soon as you get the email, register to join us for the Torah Studies class. We got a song about Torah, but before we do a song about Torah, I really want to do a song about Hakel. I know you know it's Hakel, and we're going to talk a lot about it today, as we will every day, because this is the year. So I want to start with a Hakel song, which talks about all of the Jewish people coming together. Kol Gadol Yeshuvuena, all of the Jewish people will return there. Kol Gadol Yavohena, all the Jewish people will come here, be here all together for the grandest of Hakels.
there's been a big debate whether the high holidays this year was the official or maybe the unofficial ending of the COVID pandemic. Tell you the truth, you and I both know that I'm not an infectious disease expert and I have zero friends in the CDC. But I've heard from many of my colleagues around the country that attendance during this high holiday season was the same or even surpassed the pre-COVID days. Now, I saw that firsthand here at Chabad House Jewish Center in Milford where people who haven't been to services since the beginning of the pandemic have joined us again. Some of them have come maybe for the outdoor service for a couple of minutes, but this year have come indoors and celebrated Rosh Hashanah and some Yom Kippur, Sukkot for the dinners, for the women's hakel, for the men's hakel, for the uh, Simchas Torah dancing. And while there were still a few people that were wearing masks, COVID was no longer a hot topic of discussion. Yet, we shouldn't let COVID be forgotten so fast. Well, at least we should not forget the important lessons that the COVID era taught us. And one of the greatest lessons of COVID was to appreciate what we personally bring to the table. Before COVID, I think you'll agree with me, much of our identity was what you might call a communal identity. Whether it was where we work, the people we work with, even the synagogues we go to, the people we, we meet at synagogue, the, 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 the halls we go to, the stadiums, the, the teams that we root for. They all provided us with the feeling of belonging. I love people who tell me they belonged or they belong to this temple. I'm still trying to figure out how people belong to a temple. But it gives, when you have that thing, whether it's synagogues or, 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 or teams, sports teams, it's a feeling of belonging. It was so comforting to go to a place with other people who share the same passion as you. It feels good to be part of a larger collective. That's how it was pre-COVID. When COVID struck, everything was gone. We were locked down in our houses. We were unable to see and meet other like-minded people. I know people are, don't even remember how bad it was in the beginning. All we had was ourselves. And that forced us to look inward. Instead of us, we spent more time thinking about me. So in a positive way, we gained a greater awareness of our, our own uh, thoughts, our own feelings. Simply put, we got to know ourselves much better. And now, it seems, please God, that COVID is over, almost over, could be over, should be over. It's over here, but it's not over there. It's starting, it's ending, but it seems like it's winding down. Being back with community is fantastic. There's no substitute for face-to-face human interaction where you can see each other, not just a mask or not just a screen over Zoom. When you can sit together and have a, a little schmooze and a lachaim around the table, there's nothing like that. Zoom could never replace that. 
But as we reconnect as community, we have to ask ourselves, will we remember the lesson COVID taught us? Will we let ourselves be valued as individuals? Or will we just go back to the way it was before, where we are, where we belonged? Will we disappear? Will our individuality be over when we join community? Truth be told, both models, focusing on the community or only focusing on the individual, have their drawbacks. When we focus on our community, then we forget about our individuality. And when we concentrate on ourselves, that leads to self-centeredness. So by divine providence, God has made it, made it work out that just as we are ending COVID, we enter in a year that gives us the perfect solution. As I mentioned a hundred times already today, the current year that we entered is the year of Hakel. And you, some of you are still asking, Hak what? No, by now you know already what Hakel is. It's a year of gathering. Because once every seven years during the temple times, all Jews would gather together at the temple and listen to the king reading from the Torah. It was a moment for everyone to reconnect and to reignite their faith. Given that we don't have our holy temple anymore, so far we still don't have the holy temple. Mashiach's going to come real soon and we'll have the holy temple again. But so far we don't have the temple yet. So the Rebbe told us that we have to harness this year's power by creating mini hakel gatherings wherever we are. And mini doesn't mean necessarily small, but mini compared to the millions of Jews that came together, we're going to try to make hakels a little bit smaller than that wherever we are. The Rebbe told us that every single Jew is like a king. Just like the king back then inspired the Jewish people, each of us, every single one of us has a leadership quality. And every person has a, uh, has a uh, sphere or circle of influence. We have to be the ones gathering others and inspiring them to get closer to God. And I see this as a perfect model of both concepts. First, we need to look inward. We have to figure out what our potentials are and what our abilities are. Then we turn back and use our newfound knowledge to impact others. We create our own um, micro-communities. It's all about us realizing what our own powers are and using them to positively change the world around us. We give others the gift of the community and we inspire them to do the same. So you ask, can I do a hakel? Yes, everyone can be a Hakel Yid. Everyone can be a Hakel Jew. Think about your circle of influence. Every single one of us and every single one of you listening to this program has a circle of influence. Think about the people you know and find ways to create connections. We have a whole website. It was in my email. I sent that earlier this morning. Gatchabad.com forward slash Hakel Nation. Go to that website. It's simple. You can invite a few friends for a coffee. Host somebody or a few people for a Shabbos dinner. It can be a Hanukkah party at your house. 
or even just going for a walk together. And when you're doing any of those activities together, share some thoughts from the Torah. Talk about God. And maybe, maybe, sing a Jewish song or two. It'll feel really good, but perhaps more importantly, is it will create so much good. saying if it ain't broke don't fix it it's a very cautious way of thinking but I think and and this, this there's a place for that there's a place for that caution but I think Judaism demands that we should be much bolder than just uh, fixing unbroken stuff this past Monday night and Tuesday we celebrated Simchas Torah 
We completed the reading of the entire Torah. And immediately, what do we do the next thing? We started the Torah from the beginning. We didn't do anything in between. You finished the Torah, called out Chazak, Chazak, Venis, Chazak. And I thank my co uh, Torah Aliyah member, Marty Lamb, who ended the Torah together with me. And right away we started with the first portion of Bereshus. We read a part of it. And then yesterday, as I mentioned, we, we read the entire book of Bereshus to the extent that the Shabbos was called Shabbos Bereshus. Because we read the first whole portion, which begins with the word Bereshus, in the beginning, God created the world. Now, if you think about it, the Torah, most people think of the Torah as a book of lessons, a book of laws. So why would a Torah begin with something that seems like it's just a history? Torah, at best, has some stories in there, but it's a book of laws. It's a guidebook. Why would it start? Why would the opening portion of the Torah not be the first commandment that God told the Jewish people. What guidance can we learn from how God created the heavens and the earth? You know, if you think about it, what is the most famous blessing in Judaism? That's right. Oh, talking about blessings, we barely have to do a blessing already today. Okay, we'll do it after I finish my thought here. You know, they say, some people, you should never ask them questions in the middle of their speech. You know, some rabbis, some speakers, they get up to speak and they say, don't ask questions in the middle. They take questions at the end. They have a Q&A at the end. Unlike me, you can ask questions anytime while I'm talking. Because the reason they don't want to answer any questions is because they have a train of thought and they don't want to mess up their train of thought. Me, on the other hand, okay, I'll leave it there. So what is the most famous blessing? Whether you're religious or you're not, if you've ever been to a wedding, a Jewish wedding, a Jewish bar mitzvah, or a bat mitzvah, they always have this blessing, and they refer to it usually as the motzi. We're going to do the motzi. We're going to call up Grandpa Irving Goldstein to do the motzi, right? It's usually the grandpa, and his name is usually Irving. Not always Goldstein, it could be Horowitz also. But he's going to do the motzi. Really, the blessing is hamotzi, Lechem min aretz. Every time we eat challah or bread, on Shabbos we're eating challah, unlike some people think we're eating uh, bread, some people think we're eating chali, but when we eat challah on Shabbos, or any time we eat bread, we make the blessing hamotzi lechem min aretz, which means we bless God, the king of the universe, who brings forth bread from the ground, from the earth. And this language seems a little strange. Because the last time I checked, bread doesn't grow from the ground. I know when I ask kids oftentimes, where does flour come from? They say it comes from stop and shop. But if you think about it, in all seriousness, bread is a final product which is produced by people. First they harvest grain that grows from the ground. Then they grind the kernels into flour. They knead the flour into a dough. Then they bake it in an oven. And our sages who set up all the blessings were definitely aware of this process because they did it themselves. So why did they compose a blessing that were thanking God for bringing forth bread from the ground? It should be bringing forth wheat from the ground. What's the deal with bringing bread from the ground? 
The answer is this. God created a perfect world with the intention that humans will make it even more perfect. So although wheat is perfect, it has minimal nutritional value unless we, as humans, take that wheat and we turn it into something else. We turn it into bread. And the genius of this arrangement, the way God made it, is that instead of being passive receivers, instead of having no uh, investment in the game, we become active partners in God's business, and God's enterprise called creation. We are empowered to be creators, just like God. And then the Hamotzi blessing celebrates our partnership with God in creation. The same is true about humanity. God created Adam and Eve perfectly, but He gave them full autonomy over their own behavior and gave them the mission to make sure that human life evolves in accordance to the way God wants. Have a world of peace and tranquility. And no, we're not always successful. But that's our job. We are God's partners in creating the perfect society. God won't do it for us. Torah begins with the story of creation and not with the first mitzvah to teach us that the guidelines of Torah are not just religious rules and not just for a select few who live more spiritual lives. Rather, the beginning of the Torah is teaching us that it's a template for how we can be God's partners in creating an amazing world. And we read the story at the beginning of the new year because now is the time to decide how we're going to make this new world. We need to commit to more Torah study, to do more mitzvahs, and to influence others to do the same. We need to commit to making hakels this year, bringing Jews together, and then influence others to do it as well. So if you chose to do a hakel in December or in January or in February or in June, you could still do one earlier. You could still do another one later. As many people, bring as many people together as possible. Study some Torah, do a mitzvah, and together we'll all experience the brilliant era of Mashiach when peace and tranquility will be there for all. Hashmito, <laughs> <laughs> 
בבוי כל ישראל, ולבוי חס פני השם, במקום אשר יפול. הכל 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 עצור, או הנושים והנושים והטף. הכל 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 עצור, או הנושים והנושים והטף. למה נשמעו, למה נלמדו, ויורו את השם אלוהיכם. ושומרו, ושומרו למסוי את כל דברי התוירו הזוי ויכול ישראל לרבוי את פני השם במקום אשר יבחור ויכול ישראל לרבוי את פני השם במקום אשר יבחור הכל 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 לזום הנושים והנושים והטף הכל 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 לזום הנושים והנושים והטף I know, I know, after all these songs, you're finally, finally getting up to dance, but uh, we can't forget the important stuff, and that is we need to uh, get a yarmulke, the guys need to put a yarmulke on our heads, whoever doesn't have one yet, we're going to say the Shema, and then we'll say a blessing on the, um, on a drink. You got a drink? If you don't have a drink, let's get a drink now and we'll say a blessing together. So, first things first, cover your eyes with your right hand and let's say together. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuso Le'olam Va'ed If you got a drink, please say, hold a cup or bottle, whatever you got in your hand, and let's say it together. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Nihiyah Bidvaro. Ah, that was good. Still even a little warm. Remember earlier, I said... The quote from the Alter Rebbe, Medaf Lebe, Medetzayit, we have to live with the times. And I obviously did not mean the New York Times. But when the Alter Rebbe originally said it, he's, he didn't give us any information. He just said, we have to live with the times. And the Hasidim found out later that what the Alter Rebbe meant was besides that we have to read and learn the weekly Torah portion. Obviously, we have a portion each week. With this week, Last week, we were doing Bereshis and the Shabbos. We read the portion of Bereshis. This week, starting today, we're reading Noach about the flood. And next Shabbos, we're going to read all about the portion of Noach. But besides reading it and learning it, we have to live it. The Parsha should be relived every week. We should experience it. And... and call from within the Parsha, the weekly Torah portion, wisdom for our daily lives. And that's what our Torah studies class is each week. 
the message of living with the times is a golden message. But the question must be asked, why did the Alter Rebbe use cryptic wording? Why did he just come out and say, we need to live with the weekly Torah portion? Why did he say we need to live with the times? Possibly by using the code word, living with the time, the Alter Rebbe was asking the Chassidim a good question. The question is, what is time? And if you ask most people today, the answer you usually get when you ask, what is time? They'll tell you, time is money. Right? Now the philosophical and scientific definitions that are, are, are about time is irrelevant to the average person. They'll tell you, time is money. Because it's a most immediate concern to most people. That time is money. When you waste time, there's money lost. And it's not for nothing that Rolex, Patek Philippe, or any of the other watchmakers can charge a half million dollars for a timepiece. It's a symbol of time as a symbol of money. With the same intensity, the Alter Rebbe's message is clear. You want to know what time is? Time is Torah. See, it's like this. Life is God's question. What we do with life is our answer. There are times in our lives, years, months, weeks, days, hours and minutes, they are all small question marks. Each one of these moments in our lives are waiting to see what we are going to do with those moments. The purpose of a moment is to serve the purpose of our life. To make time to do a mitzvah, to make time to study Torah. God's vision for this world are found in every moment. There's no such thing as a pointless point in time. There's no such thing as a time that we can't connect because we can always connect to God anytime because time is Torah. And the weekly Torah portion changes our every day. It changes our every week. And our days and our weeks are not monotonous. No two days are the same. Because every single day is spiced up and flavored and colored by the Torah portion of that day. You may know this by now, but every Shabbos, there are seven alias. Seven people are called up to the Torah. And for each one, we read another part of the Torah portion. What do you think those seven portions represent? You guessed it. The seven days of the week. That means every day of the week, it's connected to one of those portions. So every day is flavored and sprinkled with the Torah portion of that day. In the, in the Torah portion that we read on Shabbos, God asks Adam, Ayeka, Ayeka, where are you? We talked about this on Shabbos. Chani asked me to read a story that she had brought from school from her first grade class. God knew where Adam and Eve was, or where Adam and Eve were. That's English, I think. The question that God was asking Adam and Eve was an eternal question. God is saying to you and to me and to him, 
And to her, I gave you time. What have you done with it? What did you do with the day I gave you? What did you do with the year I gave you? The 10 years, the 49 years, the 57 years, the 65 years. What have you done with that time? This week, as we read the portion of Bereshus, time restarts and Torah restarts. It's a golden opportunity to take the Al Rebbe's words to heart and get in gear. We need to live with the times. We need to live with, the t- with our time by spending a few minutes every day studying that day's Torah portion. What do you think happens? Your day becomes Torah. And then your week has a real identity. Try it. You like it. You know, oftentimes people question me. Is it really true, the the things you say? You don't have to trust me. Try it. You like it. You know, to paraphrase the Torah portion we read yesterday, which Zalmi did an amazing job reading the first portion of the Torah in Shul. In the beginning... God created time. In the end, it's about what we do with time. Now, I'm doing a lot of uh, Yiddish phrases today. Here's another one. It's actually Yiddish slash Hebrew. Torah is the best Torah. Torah, the study of Torah, is the best merchandise. We talked about going shopping before and collecting all the things we shop. Torah is the first and most important collection. We need to spend time studying Torah every day. doesn't matter how much time. Give me a few minutes. You go to our website, gotchabad.com, and you'll find a few minutes of study or get the Chayeno app on your phone. And wherever you are, you have a few minutes, take out your phone, instead of checking out the news that you checked 500 times already or checking your WhatsApp or your text or your emails that you checked 400 times already? Open up the Cheyeno app, open up our website and study something of the Torah portion of that day. You don't need a lot of time, just a few minutes every single day. Remember, Torah is the bestest Chayra. Had no galaxy Before the sun set the long night free Before the archers shot their miss Before the angels found their bliss He looked inside, see what would be Only then came you and me You touch the end 
thing that came around He looked inside, see what would be Only then came you and me A pime shot, a cut my throat, a cut my throat Oh, the yield of a pime shot, a cut my throat A cut my throat, oh, the yield So if you got the chance to see my Fabrengen email this week, I sent it out, I think, on Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening. A number of people have been asking. They want to celebrate a, a special event in their lives, a yard site, an anniversary, a birthday, and they want to make a kiddish, and they always feel that the only way they're going to know when the kiddishes are available is when they come to shul, look at the board. But the reality is, all of that is up on our website now. If you go to our website, gachalbad.com, and click on community, you'll see the synagogue. And in the synagogue section, in the shul section, the community shul section, you'll see the opportunity for a few things. First, you'll see the opportunity to choose a Shabbos kiddish that you'd like to sponsor. You'll also be able to see, in that same section, you'll be able to add your name to the Jerusalem scene, the living tree in the Jerusalem scene. You have the opportunity also to add the names of your dear departed loved ones to the Yardside Memorial Board. Now that board is a beautiful board which has a depiction of Me'oras HaMachpela, the cave of our patriarchs and matriarchs, forefathers and mothers, in Hebron, in Israel. Beautiful, beautiful 3D painting, hand done by artist Michal Muchnik. And it's up on the board, and it's almost full. So there's still a few spots left if you'd like to add the names of your dear departed loved ones. And of course, you can join the Chabad Club on our website as well. But if you want to get a Kiddush, and you want to get your name up right now before someone else takes that Shabbos, go to our website, Go to the section called Community, and under Community, click on the Shul, and then click on the Weekly Shul Kiddush. You also have the opportunity, if someone has uh, needs Kaddish to be said, for a yard site, or for the year after someone passes away, you can also do that on our website. I mentioned a lot about Hakel Nation, Hakel Strong, being a Hakel Yid, a Hakel Jew, it's all about bringing Jews together, and you can do it, as we said it over and over, you can do it. Go to our website, click on the banner for the Hakel Strong, and become a Hakel Yid. Or if you're really tech-savvy, go to gotchabad.com forward, spla- forward slash Hakel Nation. Hakel spelled H-A-K-H-E-L. And then one word, Hakel Nation. H-A-K-H-E-L-N-A-T-I-O-N. And before I forget, I know I've mentioned this a bunch of times, we are going to Israel in March. It's a special, special trip. And uh, there are people who are already arranging a pre-trip uh, hakel in uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, 
If you want to join our trip, there's still a few rooms available. Go to our website, gachabad.com, and click on the link for the trip to Israel. Oh, and before I forget, this Thursday evening, we're going to have a Hakel Minion. That's right, someone has to say Kaddish this Thursday evening. If you'd like to join us for the Minion and the pre-Minion Hakel, obviously that includes Rachi's Delicious Cakes and some L'chaims, please let me know. Send me a text or an email and let me know that you'd like to join us Thursday evening at 7.15. And look out for your email. Look at in your emails for the email about our new Torah Studies class, the weekly Parsha, where you can make your time worthwhile. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun. Thank you for joining me. And remember, your next deed will change the world. So make it a good one. L'chaim! You've been listening to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom.
Hebben we al die mensen in Badoe? Hoe is het toch alles? Hebben we al die mensen in Badoe? Hoe is het toch alles? Hebben we al die mensen in Badoe? Hoe is het toch alles? Hebben we al die mensen in Badoe? Ho